Mistaken Identity is headed to the Dominican Republic on the new carnival celebration in January of 2023, thanks to MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're looking to book a cruise, visit Walt Disney World, or spend some time on a private resort in a remote location around the world, MEI Travel is for you. Frank and Jordan are scheduled to set sail on January 3rd for seven nights on Carnival's newest ship, set to debut this November. And if that sounds like the type of thing you're interested in, MEI Travel has plenty of accommodations to fit all your travel desires. Contact Brock Taylor for all of your travel needs and to determine the best deals for you at mistakenidentitymedia at gmail.com. To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do. And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond. When you see the same faces year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion. Every family member and friend who comes to that I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field tour because there's nothing better to do than be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees in my opinion, they're like family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball. They love Wrigley Field. And we have you guys to thank for that. Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark, now part of the Unconfined Network. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Frank from Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Hey, baseball is coming to an end, as you heard, and football is starting up. Of course, I'll be back at Soldier Field, along with a lot of other Cubs that are moving over. So this episode is dedicated to the Bears, and I'm excited to introduce Lynn Harrington Hayden, who has a new show all about the Bears. Check it out and let us know what you think. Hey, what's up? It's me, I'm back. And I am starting season three of Let's Talk Chicago Bears. I'm back. Okay. And first, I just wanted to thank my regulars who, when I did the promo last week for this week, um, were back. I have some regulars that watch me every, every week, and I just want to thank you so much. And I want to welcome new people and people that just come and go. Turn me on and listen to my show. Um, but yes, and uh, we're back. 
Um, this is going to be an interesting season for sure. Um, today, I'm just going to go over a little bit about the last two games. It's preseason, so you can't go too crazy with preseason, right? Um, and talk about a few things here and there. Um, Coach Matt Everflus, I'm going to call him Coach Matt this season, okay? And we're going to talk about him a little bit. And then um, some of the team here and there. And just some things that I've picked up on the last few weeks. Uh, this Saturday is the last preseason game for the Bears. And then they don't, then they, their first game is on Sunday, September 11th against San Francisco at home. So, um, you know, we'll see a little bit more this Saturday when the starters play, the uh, first stringers play a little bit more to see what we have. So, I don't know, we'll have to see what, uh, how it looks. But let's get into the show, okay? Um, so, I got to take my glasses off here so I, I can look at my notes that I take a few notes here and there. So let's talk about, it's a new year. We've got a new coach, new GM, as you all know. So Coach Matt, um, I like him already. You know what? I like the intensity that he's putting. He's putting, he is forcing these guys to work hard. They said some of the spring training or the camp games have been very exhausting for the players. Good. When was the last time we heard that? Probably the last time we heard that, you guys, is when Lovey Smith was our coach back in the early 2000s. And so I like it. And he's going to bring discipline back to this team, which is something we needed very much. Although when we say the team and the old players, most of them are gone. Um, I will go over um, the first week, uh, my show before, once they make all the cuts, uh, I think the 30th of August is when they finally have to be down a 53 roster, 53 man roster. Once the Bears do that, then I'll do a show after that um, before the first game and talk about who's on the team, who isn't. So there's really no point in talking about that yet because they're still trimming and uh, a lot can change. But we do know a lot of them are gone. You know, Robinson is gone, Hicks is gone, uh, Mack is gone. Um, Goldman is gone. Um, gosh, there's another one that was, uh, I can't think of his name, but, um, it doesn't matter, but there's a lot of players gone. So we're going to see what comes out. So let's talk about coach Matt. I re again, I really like it. And the other thing I really like about him is when I've listened to his press conferences, the first thing that popped in my mind was, wow, there's finally an adult in the room. You know what I mean? And I will say. It's so nice to see a coach not wearing that stupid visor and being bald, although he's got a full head of hair, so it doesn't matter. But I am not a visor fan. Obviously, you know that because I made fun of it last year all the time. But it made it worse because he's bald. I mean, what an idiot, Nagy. Anyways, we're not going to talk about Matt Nagy anymore because he sucked. He's gone. And we're gonna we have we um, have a lot of work to do. The Bears have a lot of work to do in the next year or two to build back up all the mistakes that the old regime did. So again, I like Coach Matt a lot, and um, he I like this because he said, if you want to be a good football team, you have to have mental and physical stamina, and that is so true. And you have to work hard to get there. And if you're gonna be soft. It isn't going to work, and that's why he's working these guys in, in, in camp. He's working them hard, and he said, so his tempos are going to be um, 
uh, high, intense, um, and they're going to be executing, and there's going to be uh, practice with speed, and I like it. And he goes, and I'm going to work these guys so that they build the mental and physical stamina that they need. Now, when did you ever hear that naggy ever say shit like that? Never. Okay. So the one thing about um, Coach Matt is he's got a philosophy and he calls it HITS, capital H, capital I, capital T, capital S. And that is his philosophy. And even players from Indy, when he was the um, defensive coordinator for the Indiana Colts, has said, there's a player that came over to the Bears and he said, yes, he's been um, always preaching HITS. That's what it, it stands for. And, I mean, that's not what it stands for, but that's what it says. So what does it mean? Hustle, intensity, take away the ball, and being situationally smart. Wow. So I like it. You know, the hustle, the intensity is something that we have not seen in a few years. Taking away the ball, he really is preaching that. And you've seen it in preseason so far. Again, preseason. And the other thing is being... Um, smart, situationally smart, and that is something we have lacked for a while. And that also, and that smartness means no stupid penalties. And you know how I feel about penalties. If you watched my show, you know that. So the coach says the players under his hits philosophy will be the hardest thing they have ever done in their football career. That's how camp is going. So he said people who buy into this uh, uh, for his hits, H, capital H, capital I, capital T, capital S philosophy, will be the hardest thing they've ever done in their football careers. And I like it. So he's got these guys working. And I don't believe uh, the last regime did that. I really just don't. So I'm liking the intensity that um, Coach Matt is bringing this team. And, um, you know, doesn't mean we're going to win everything this year. We're, we're probably not. It's going to be a bumpy year because we have some problems, as we're going to talk about. Um, you know, but again, it's hard to really dive into to it right now because it's still preseason. A lot, a lot of these guys are not even going to be on the team when they cut down to 53. So let's just talk about a few things. So after two games, um, this is what I, in my opinion, have seen. I'm seeing players, particularly on the defensive side, flying all over the field. I mean, these young guys are all over. You could tell there is a new boss in town. And this team, from what I'm seeing so far, is playing pretty hard. I got to really say that. They really, really are, and I'm impressed. Although, again, preseason. And, you know, and a lot of these guys are trying to make this team. So they've got to just, they're trying and trying and trying. But I like the drive I'm seeing. It's just, um, you see it. And, um, and the Bears obviously are going with youth. We know that. Um, they, they got rid of a lot of older guys. So the Bears, um, the new GM, is taking his time. I know a lot of fans weren't happy that they didn't get more um, free agents. But he, you could tell he does not didn't want to sign anybody over 30 years old. Um, I, that might happen, but um, he's trying to keep youth, and that's what they're doing. They're rebuilding. This is a rebuild. There is just no doubt doubt about it, but I like the direction. It's very early, but it's a bright spot. 
and and I like it. And again, I really like Coach Matt's philosophy. And he isn't going to take no bullshit. You can see that. And he is in charge. No one else in that building but him. The the D looked really good. Um, but it is preseason. But that defense, these young guys are flying all over the place. And I liked it. And they had turnovers. They've had sacks. So they're doing the positive things, again, with the penalties being way down. That's a big, big, big thing. Um, because when you're not a good team, of course, you do tend to have more penalties, but when you're not a good team, you can't overcome penalties because penalties do a lot of bad things, which we're going to talk about. But again, the defense playing hard, even the offense, I'm seeing some of these guys go up to try to make catches. Our real problem is the offensive line is bad. We probably have the worst offensive line in the league right now. And I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I am sure why he didn't make a big overhaul yet because Poles is trying to figure this team out. So he didn't want to make a lot of huge changes except for getting rid of all the old farts. Um, was I happy that Max gone? No, but may, and he was hurt a lot. He was hurt a lot the last three years, so maybe it's a good thing, you know. And Hicks was the one I really wanted to keep because I thought maybe he could uh, retire a bear, and that's really what he wanted to do. I know he was older, and, and but he could really stop the run. And I thought keep it maybe, but he wanted money. So, um, you know, the Bears just couldn't afford him, so I get it. So, um, But that offense line is really bad. And my biggest concern is if they don't turn around this offensive line, obviously – it's going to be a problem for Fields. And Fields, I'm not 100% on board with Fields yet. I know everybody's in love with him, but if you watched my show last season, I'm giving the guy every opportunity in my book. But number one, Ohio State has never had a good track record with quarterbacks going to the NFL. They just haven't. So they succeeded at Ohio State, but when they got in the NFL, they go down. So, um, so, But I'm not giving up on Justin. I'm just saying... I'm not 100% on board like everybody else is. Hey guys, Joe Flaherty again, and I'm excited to tell you about one of our newest partners, Athletic Greens. Having been involved in the health and fitness space for over a decade, I've heard a lot of great things about their AG1 formula, from the taste to the quality of the ingredients and the comprehensive nature of the product itself. So after they reached out to partner with us, I did a little bit more digging and I was blown away by what I found. So you might be asking, what exactly is this stuff anyways? Well, AG1 is a blend of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to support nearly every system in the body. One serving a day benefits your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy levels, recovery ability, Pretty much any process your body goes through, AG1 can lend a helping hand. Now I have this stuff in my shopping cart as we speak and I'm most looking forward to a few things. First, I've been taking dozens of different supplements for years now and sometimes 10 different powders and pills from 10 different bottles can get a bit overwhelming. But AG1 offers simplicity. You can easily swap a single scoop of AG1 for a whole shelf of single ingredient products and be no worse for wear. And, by the way, you stand to save a whole lot of money switching from a boatload of products to just one. Trust me, because I've been down that path before. Secondly, AG1 is a portable product you can take with you on the go. I'm a huge believer in the benefits of creating good health habits, and the fact that you can take AG1 with you anywhere is an easy way to ensure you're getting the nutritional support you need each day, no matter where you're waking up. 
And I don't know about you guys, but I always tend to get pretty beat up by traveling, and unfortunately, I often find myself spending most of my vacations nursing a cold. Well, AG1's formula can offer the immune support you need to kick that cold to the curb or even avoid it in the first place and let you really enjoy yourself no matter how long you've been in an airport or an Uber. And the kicker is, all the ingredients in AG1 are highly bioavailable, meaning your body can actually absorb the nutrition you're giving it. And I can't tell you how many times I've run into this issue of poor absorption and how bad you feel realizing that the only thing that expensive supplement you bought did was burn a hole in your wallet. With AG1, you have a nutritional insurance policy based on the latest scientific research, which is big for me, all for less than $3 a day. And if you don't believe me, AG1 has over 7,000 five-star reviews on their site to help point you in the right direction. So it's time to reclaim your health with just one scoop of AG1 a day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging, E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, Wrigley fam, Kat Garcia here. You may remember me from my days working with y'all at the ballpark before I became a full-time baseball writer. Well, I'm here to tell you that now I'm back and I've started a new podcast too. It's called Grab a Drink with Cat Garcia. Since I left to pursue my career in sports journalism, I've met so many incredible journalists and media members, even some outside of the scope of sports. And all of these folks are people whose work you already read or may be familiar with. And one of my favorite things about working in this industry has been hearing all of the great advice, lessons learned, and the sometimes downright hilarious stories that have been swapped over drinks with all sorts of incredible journalists and people. And oftentimes I wish that our audiences were around for these truly authentic, fun, and sometimes candidly booze-infused conversations. So I decided I'm bringing them to you in podcast form. Join me for Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia, where I sit down with some of your favorite people in sports and journalism, like Lawrence Holmes, Scott Merkin, Maddie Lee, and Brett Taylor, just to name a few, to show you what life in sports and journalism is really like. So pour yourself a tall one or grab a hot coffee and join us. Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia is available now on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow the show on Twitter for updates, info on past episodes, and more at at grabadrink underscore pod. Cheers and happy listening. Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans. This baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six pack today and please remember to drink responsibly. Reboots, reunions, reruns. No matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit Nostalgic TV. Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha. 
we break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact, and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stayed the same. Check out Back in the Day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app and come on a 90s Black sitcom journey with us. So I'm afraid what it'll do to Justin, and I'm afraid having an offensive line is going to hurt our running game. And we've got running backs. That's for sure. we got Montgomery, Herbert, who you know I was in love with last year as his backup. So they can run those two. And even uh, third uh, third stringer out there, there's a couple guys that are trying to make the team as on special teams and a third string uh, backup court, uh, running back. So there's been some promise in camp. So that's the thing about the old line. It's not just fields. It's also um, a running game. Now, they could be a good, the, the O-line could be a good blocking run O-line. So that means basically they'll, they can open up the holes for the running backs. They're just bad at um, blocking and holding the defensive line for fields to have those two to three seconds that he needs to throw the ball and skim the field. And that's where their biggest problem, in my opinion, is. They've been okay on the run so far. So, but we're going to, it's going to be a work in progress, people. So I just don't want fields to get hurt. That's the biggest thing, you know. Um, And speaking of fields, um, uh, well, we'll get into the players in a minute. So, and I was talking about the penalties, and I got to tell you what: the last two preseason games, the Bears have had four penalties um, a game. That's nothing in preseason. Nothing. Preseason is where you. I mean, I watched some of these other games this weekend. There were so many dang penalties; it was pissing me off. But the Bears have been very disciplined, and for preseason, that's impressive. I gotta say, that's the one thing that really stuck out. And the thing about penalties is, you know, again, if you watch my show, you know how much I hate them. You know, what does it do? It stops drives on your offensive. You know, you're driving, and what do you do? You get a penalty, you go backwards, drives dead, or a penalty will give the other team the opportunity to keep a drive alive when you've, you've stopped them on third down and then you let them. That happened to the Bears so many times on defense last year where the Bears had them stopped on third down and then they gave it right back to them with a first down because of a penalty. Last year, we were the 12th worst team with penalties. We had 106 penalties last year and the worst team had, I think, 118. So we're really not that far behind. We were just so bad in penalties. And that is lack of discipline. And that's on the coach. That starts very much so with the coaches. So, you know, as I said earlier, so but I am impressed. And if we keep those penalty down, that's going to be huge this year. That's really going to help the Bears. So as far as the players go, obviously I said August 30th is they have to get down to 53. So once that happens, we'll, ter- we'll talk more. But there's been a few that have stood out for me. I'm sure you guys have them. Who I really like is the guy who's trying to make the team as our backup um, quarterback, Trevor Sinemian. I can't say his name. (laughs) Number 15. He went to Northwestern, and I watched him play in college. He is really, really smart, and he's a decent quarterback, so he's a great backup. So I'm sure he's going to be our backup. I'm sure Peterman um, is not going to be. He's the third guy trying to make the team. But I've liked what Trevor's done so far. Very impressed. Um, Another guy that has stood out to me, a couple standouts, is um, number 57, 
Jack Sanborn. He's a rookie. He's a homegrown uh, boy. He went to Lake Zurich High School. He's, our, he's, he's a linebacker. And so far, he's had 10 solo tackles and one interception. I like this kid. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jacked about him. I'm like, all right, so keep playing, Jack. And then there's another one, uh, Trevor Coley. Coley, number 79. He's a defensive tackle. He's been in the league uh, six years, so we picked him up in free agency. But he's really been playing. I've been watching him. He's had, he has four solo tackles and three sacks. So I kind of like what I'm seeing from him so far. So, um, And there's some other guys that have been playing. Now, as far as another guy who's on my radar and probably on a lot of people's radar is uh, – Tevon, um, it was a Tevon. Anyways, Jenkins, the number 76, who was the 39th um, overall pick in the 2021 draft. And that's who uh, they uh, polls picked two years ago. And he hasn't played. He just has not played much. So what they're doing now, he didn't play last year hardly any because he was hurt the whole time. Because when they went to, when they drafted him, the thing that this guy was supposed to be a really good offensive lineman and was supposed to go very high in the 2021 draft, but he got hurt and he hurt his back. And so everybody was like, oh, so, and that was a problem all last year. So that was a bust. It's been a bust so far, pick. So, but the Bears are moving him around. They moved him at right guard now, and he played pretty decent in the second game. So I'd like to see if we can get him, maybe we can get our money's worked with this guy. The Bears did try trading him in the beginning of camp um, for the last few weeks. They have put rumors out there that they'd like to trade him, but there's been no bites because he didn't play last year and he was hurt. Nobody wants him, and the Bears wouldn't get anybody. So they might as well keep him and see if they can retrain him and make him the player he should have been. Um, and maybe he will be. Um, so yeah, the bears, we'll see what happens with him. I'd like to see, I don't know, it's going to be hard, but, and then our, our, the one thing about our offensive line though, too, is our center broke his thumb earlier in camp. So he hasn't been playing, but they say he's going to be ready for game one. So that'll help because the guy, and I, I sorry, it, preseason for the host too. Um, the guy who's playing a center now is not a normal center. So he's going to move over and do his job. And I think he's a guard too. So it, it's going to get better, at least a little better once our center comes back. And the one guy I was talking about um, that is going to try to be our third string running back um, was number 31, um, Eber. And he's a rookie. We we um we we drafted him, and he had 15 carries and 60 yards so far. Now he did get hurt in the at the end of the first preseason game. He hurt his ankle, so that's a concern. Or did he hurt it in the first or the second game? I, I can't remember. But he got hurt. And then there's been another guy stepping up. So there's guys stepping up, but um, so we'll see. I you know the biggest biggest concern is um is the offensive line hands down the offensive line is the biggest concern and so going into this season we're really going to have to work with that right and uh but i just have a 
good feeling. Although I always have a good feeling every preseason for the Bears. But I'm talking about the coaching staff. Now, if you've been a regular watcher, this is season three, you've known from season one I have never been a naggy fan. So he came in 18, um, Mitchell's um, first year of starting. And um, Mitchell went 12-4. and And Mitchell looked pretty darn good. And then in 2019, Mitchell goes out on the field and looks completely different from the year before because Nagy was changing him, trying to make him the quarterback Nagy wanted him to be, not the not the quarterback that Mitchell is. And this is one thing I've heard about the Bears talking about with the new offensive coordinator and the new coaching. They're going to try to find Justin's strengths, and they're going to play to those strengths, and they're going to call plays to those strengths. Unlike Nagy, who was a terrible call, play caller, he didn't care. It was all about Nagy. It didn't matter. And it was all about, and, and there's players that have come out now since Nagy's been fired and said, yeah, this team last year was not a group together. Everybody was an individual. And that's not what you want to hear in football. You're supposed to be a solid unit. And that's what makes winners. And that's what Matt Coach Matt is going to do. I really believe that. I think we've got a good core here. Um, it's going to be an up and down season, so we got to be good, loyal fans because we have a lot of work to do. And um, you know, with this Roquan Smith thing, there was a point about a week ago. I was like, you know what? I like him. I like him a lot. He's awesome, but. After seeing the way the offensive line played, I'm like, you know what? If you could get a first, you know, try to trade him. He requested a trade. If the Bears would even have considered it, I think the only way they would have considered it is if they got a first-round draft pick for him. Now, if they had gotten a first-round draft pick, I would have been down with a trade because then we would have had two next year. And then you could really work on your line. But um, Roquan saw the daylight. And this is something I don't know if a lot of people know. One of the reasons they're having a problem renegotiating where they're having a problem renegotiating his contract is he doesn't have an agent. Roquan is his agent. And it's been shown for years and years, and there's been a few players like him that have tried to do that, and it never works out. And he was doing stuff that's illegal. He was He's not a certified agent. So only certified agents can call other teams about possible trades. He was doing it on his own which meant you're tampering, you can't do that. A letter did go out to the Bears and the league that that is not allowed. You cannot do that. Only agents are allowed to call other teams, certified agents. So Roquan stopped that. And so that's been the problem here, I think, with um, – and I also think Poles isn't jumping in with both feet yet. He wants to see – he doesn't want to make a lot of stupid mistakes right out of the gate – Unlike Pace, who did that when he started with the Bears. Uh, the biggest mistake he made, and it still makes me sick every time I see Robbie Gold kick a kick for San Francisco, is letting Robbie Gold go. Huge mistake on Pace's part. I know we have a kicker now, Santos, but Robbie is so good he should never have left. We would have won some games, and that one playoff game we would have won if we had a, a Robbie on our team. We all know that from a couple years ago. Anyways, so... I'm liking what we're doing. It's positive for the first time in a long time. So we have to be good 
loyal fans and back the Bears. If you want them to go to a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, we got to do it the right way. You don't want to plug in here and there like they have been doing the last few years. We want to build a team. So let's hope we do. Now this is, uh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm doing this show, and then I'm going to do a show next Monday after the last Bears preseason game on um, Saturday. And then I'll do another show after the Bears do their 53-man roster cut and have the Bears, um, who, who we know is going to come into the season and play that first game. And then I'll do, um, and then we'll be on our own. And then we'll, I'll go back, once the season starts, I'll go back to my usual Monday and Friday shows where I'll do the pre-show and then I'll do the after show, okay? And then I'm starting a new thing this year. I'm going to give, I'm going to pick a player each game that I felt was a player of the game. And that means not just the stats, but how they conduct themselves on the field, you know, if they cause penalties, their stats are going to be important, how they played, all that. And I'm, this is going to be our show. People can um, also give me their suggestions. And the award will be the Turf Award. I will give this out every Monday or Tuesday, depending on when the Bears play. And this is official turf from the Chicago, um, from Soldier Field. In 20, no, 1998, 1997 was the last year the Bears had pre uh, fake turf. In 1998, they put down real grass. So in 97, after the 97 season, you could buy a couple squares of, you could buy the AstroTurf. So we bought two. And so I'm going to give this out as my turf award for the player of the game. And, and, and it's a good award because this is where the 80s Bears played. And Walter Payton ran on here. Walter Payton ran on here. Pretty cool, huh? And the Bears, the 85 Super Bowl Bears, and the 80s played here, and the 70s, and the 60s. So all the greats, Dick Buck has played on here. So this is going to be fun to do that. Um, so we will do that. will be our award. Um, and there's only, the set is pretty much new, the same, although this is new. And this little hat right here, I have it sitting on the side. This is um, my grandson's hat. And this is... So we know he he's always with me. My grandson is four and a half months year old, and he's awesome. And on September 11th, I'm going to get to watch my first Bears game with my grandson. Fourth generation, because my um, father-in-law, my son's grandfather, was a Bears fan. I'm a Bears fan. My son is a Bears fan, and now my grandson. Is that cool? So I'm psyched. To teach him about football. He may be a little young, but never too early to start, right? Right. So, so this is just a little a little sample. Just gave you a little sample. Preseason for me too. So I don't want to go overboard. You know, I don't like the um, you know the writers and the, the, the radio guys. You know, this and that. It's too early. It's preseason. You just things change. When that whistle goes off on September 11th for that first Bears game. So, um, but I'll see you. I'll see you next Monday after the Bears game on Saturday. And we should see a lot of first stringers. So that should help us a little bit to see what we have. And I believe we're playing Cleveland. So we'll see what happens. And then the first game is San Francisco. So I'm back. 
And I really hope that you all tune me in. People you know, if they like the Bears, tell them to tune me in. I'm fun. You know, I'll tell my stories during the year again. Funny Bear bear stories. You know I've got them. And uh, we should have a good season um, on the show and hopefully on the field. And, uh, you know, tell everybody about me. I need more views for crying out loud. No. Honestly, I don't care. I just do it because I really like it. I'm obsessed. I love the Bears fan. I've been a Bears fan, if you're new to the show, since 1975. And um, haven't missed many games since. And uh, if you know me, you know that's absolutely true. I live and breathe Bears. So this, I'm psyched. College football is coming back. The NFL, yes, the next six months is going to be fun. Yeah, baby. So on that note, the end of my show, this is what I do all the time. I want you all to be good to each other, be kind. Things have gotten a little better since, you know, last season with the world. People are, you know, getting back to work, but, you know, you know, there's still a lot of problems going on there. And, you know, it's it, with this inflation and this net, it's hard times for all of us. So remember, be kind to somebody. You never know what kind of day they're having when they're out and about. Help somebody out who needs, maybe they're trying to grab something in the store. Smile at people. That makes a huge difference. That makes people's days. Be kind to one another. Please. You know, that's what I want more than anything. I I love people and we got to stick together because all this crap that's going on, we got to do it together to get through it, right? So hopefully my show will brighten your day and this face, you know, the one that looks like her father on a woman's body, not fair, but hopefully it brings a smile to your face today because doing this has definitely got me psyched. So as always, I love you guys and I'll see you next Monday and keep on rocking and rolling from Vegas, baby. See you later on Let's Talk Chicago Bay. Hey guys, if you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers, you know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding mistaken identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search mistaken identity podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. To check out the network's other show offerings, head to unconfinednetwork.com, that's all one word, unconfinednetwork.com, to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty from the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark.
it's Frank from the Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark podcast. Listen, I get so many messages, emails, phone calls about investing because I talk about it so much on this show that I can't respond to them all. But what I've decided to do is do a class on Patreon for all of our supporters in two categories. For those that are 40 and under and those that are 40 and older because investing is different based on your age. I get asked, Frank, what is an NFT that these young folks are talking about? What is cryptocurrency? Or I hear about Frank, is it time to readjust my 401k? What's the best life insurance to get? What about life insurance that has living benefits? Or the big one, I just got a raise at my job, it's 2%, but inflation is 7%. Did I really get a loss? I have also noticed a trend. A lot of parents and or grandparents are starting to understand that the cost of college is skyrocketing. And they know that it is better to invest when your child is younger as opposed to later on. And I've recently been talking about how I have gotten some real estate and some stocks and some other investments into Jordan's name that he is taken care of if something were to ever happen to me. I'll break all of that down, how I did that, how you leave stuff to your children or loved ones in the will and all that good stuff on these investing sessions. Talking about all that and more on our Patreon page every week. Go and get it, patreon.com slash mistaken identity podcast. Let's get investing and generational wealth together.